Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. What's up? What's happening? Welcome in. Take command. I'm Craig Hoffman. Used to cover the team. That's Logan Paulson. Used to play for the team. Now does some analyst work for them as well. He's out at OTAs every single day, and that is where we're going to start the show today. A little bit later, we go inside the film room, talk about the defensive end, specifically Chase Young and Montez Sweat. And then also later in the show, we answer your mailbag questions. It is a Monday. It's a mailbag Monday, and we're excited to be back for one. Uh, Logan, how's your weekend, man? It was great, man. I mean, everyone in my family had COVID, but it was nice to kind of have like a low-key, you know what I mean? Like you're not running yeah. around doing a whole bunch of stuff. Well, it was kind of nice. At least, at least we're locked in. Everybody everybody yeah. getting healthier at least now? No, yeah. Like I tested negative today, and then hopefully my wife and my daughter will test negative tomorrow or this morning. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I actually had a fun weekend. We went back to, to South Carolina and had a nice little celebration of our, our pending wedding or our, our upcoming oh, wedding. Not, it's nice. not pending. It's not pending. That's actually like a very pointed thing. Not pending. Upcoming. Yeah, upcoming. Yes, uh, wedding. It's, uh, happening. Uh, with some of my, my family friends. So that was really cool. But happy to be That's back. Awesome. Ready to go uh, for a, another week. And, and off we go into OTA. So uh, just out of full transparency, as I drink my morning coffee here, we're recording this at, at nine in the morning on Monday. Normally record a little later in the day. And the reason I'm mentioning this for, for you, the audience listening, is that Monday practice hasn't happened yet. Normally we'd right. be reviewing that and, and all that. So what we're going to do for this pod and, and this part of this pod is to look ahead and say, what do we think we want to see, not just at today's practice, but what do we want to see this week at Commander's practice? Um, and Logan, let's let's start with the headliner because quarterback is always the headliner. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. especially here where there's been so much tumult at quarterback and so much uh, or so many questions at quarterback over the years, people are starting to get pretty excited about what they see about Carson Wentz. And I I just, my question to you is, how much of that is like Carson's really playing well versus mm. Carson is so much better than anything they had that it looks like he's, right. you know, a world beater. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good question. But, you know, I think I kind of look at it with a little bit different lens. Like to me, it's like Carson has looked outstanding, obviously. Uh, but like, how good is the defense at this point? You know, and we're going to talk about safety a little bit later. But that's the thing that gets me going a little bit like that. He's looked really good. Jahan looks really good. The arm strength, his ability to like read the defense looks really good. And I give some credit to Scott Turner because he's done a good job from like a formational standpoint, kind of putting him in good spots, like making it hard for the defense to match up. So there's going to be open throws. But I mean, Carson's arm talent's outstanding. And I do think to your point that like he looks unlike anything that they've had here. You know what I mean? It looks so different. I'm trying to think like the last guy that was even in this ballpark in terms of arm talent was probably 
RG3, you know what I mean, in terms of how the ball comes out of his hand. And so, like, he can, like, literally touch any portion of the field. And when you have the receivers that he's got, and he doesn't even have Terry here yet, you know, right. Jahan, Curtis Samuel, um, you know, Diami's up and down, but, like, he is a big play potential. And then Cam Sims has had a nice couple of days when he since he's been back from the baby thing. And you just say, man, like the the offense looks so different just because of him, you know. And so, like to your point, it's it's very different. It's I mean, it's been like about a decade since they've had anybody who could do what he's doing from the quarterback position. Right. So he, here's another question, though, because one thing that I I found interesting in talking to you about this over the last couple of weeks is you've been really complimentary of Scott Turner, which is yeah. great. Uh, we because Scott Turner is another massive question mark going into the fall. Yeah, yeah. But you don't often hear about the play calling being outstanding in OTAs. Um, you know, you know, you're not really getting that deep into the bag and yeah. trying to get your basic stuff. So, one, how different is kind of this play calling sequence, or is it not? Um, and what if, if it is, like, what does that mean? Like, how how tricky is this offense going to be if like this is their base stuff and it's all over the place, different formations, motions, fly sweeps, all this kind of stuff already? Um, and how much impact is that having where maybe the offense is ahead of the defense or anything like that that could also yeah. color the um, the evaluation process the for all these players that we're talking about? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's a really good question because like I, I find that coordinators tend – some coordinators uh, get more conservative in OTAs. Just like we're teaching, this is very basic. And some coordinators get crazy, and they do things in practice that they wouldn't do in games. I'm sure you've people are familiar with players that they knew in high school or whatever – they would ball out and practice and do all sorts of crazy stuff. And in the game, they kind of go into a shell. So I'm hoping that that isn't the case here, right? And also the other thing that, that's important to consider is that the offense, I think the concepts are very similar to what they're running last year, but you just see how they open up when you have someone with Carson's arm talent playing the position. So mm. like, for example, like a concept that they run a ton of is like, I don't really like this concept. It's like a, it's like a post, two posts on one side, and then like a high cross coming across. And so usually you coming have across, cross. across the posts or from the same side, like two, uh, two by one or, or like, like crossing okay. the posts, like a big X. Gotcha. So coming so, underneath him. Yeah. And so usually you kind of think, oh, I'm hitting the high cross, but like even at points that last year, like people were just like, no, like we're going to play like some, like our players just going to sit right there because no one's got the talent to throw this post. Like very few people in the NFL do. And he's hit that post probably twice three times in training camp you know and that's like a 60 yard throw like on a rope <clears throat> so obviously like that those plays are the same you know he ran that play last year a ton and then all of a sudden you get to like the second variation of that because of Carson's arm talent and you say to yourself well wow like that's that's such a unique thing that he's got that this offense now has and that's what that's what he wants to do that's what Scott wants to do so you know I say that the offense is different it's drastically different but Maybe it's just expressing itself differently. You know, maybe because you've added this piece, the the alchemy of the offense is just different now. You know, and I think that that's something that, you know, you try to keep a, st a straight evaluation. But I don't remember all the plays they ran last year. I don't remember how they looked with Haskins or whoever was playing quarterback last year. You know, it's just different. And so I think that that's been um, – that's just been like the, the the big question about this offseason. That's why people get so excited when you're at practice because you're just like, this is this is new. This is different. Now, I said, like, there are some issues, right? Like, can Carson sustain this over the course of a 17-game season? Can Scott Turner get the best out of him? How good is the defense playing? You know, we haven't really talked about that a ton on this episode yet, but that's a big question for me. So I think, you know, Carson will continue to progress. You know, we talked about kind of projecting this week. He'll continue to progress just because, like, I mean, it's it's just a new thing, you know, like this defense isn't used to this. So, and again, I wonder how good the defense is playing at the moment also. 
Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day, your weekly source for all things commanders, right on time, your time. A list of household chores. Do them without missing a beat and listen while you work. In the car, turn mundane drives into memorable moments. With podcasts, you can maximize productivity and minimize FOMO. We're on demand, so we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, um, of course, this time last year it was Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah, right. Who, you know, which is crazy to think that like just a year ago it was Ryan Fitzpatrick and then he wound up obviously basically not playing at all. Um, obviously, you had Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke as well uh, in the mix at this point last year. Um, also, SAT word of the day, alchemy. Alchemy. It is yeah. 9.13 on Monday morning, six minutes into the podcast, and we got alchemy dropped by alchemy. Logan yep. Paulson. Bingo. Uh, that's a, that, is a, that is a smart Cal Bear over there, right? Cal, uh, got, no, UCLA Bruin, babe. What UCLA Bruin. I was there? like, why did yeah. Cal feel wrong? Yeah, UCLA. Yeah. That California state system. They, they, smart, they, they're smart guys. Smart, yeah. smart all the way through. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, all right, so defensive side of the ball. Um, I, to me, the most interesting thing is how the safety rotation is playing out. Yeah. And, and that obviously affects everything else. Um, and, and that doesn't mean it's necessarily the biggest question. I still think that's linebacker. We've obviously talked about linebacker a ton. Linebackers in, impacted by D-line. We've talked about that quite a bit. And we'll obviously get more into it as we yeah. get into our tape breakdown in about, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. But when you look at the defensive backfield here, you've seen a bunch of different guys play Buffalo nickel. Last yeah. week, you saw some success with Benjamin St. Juice. Yeah. And we're still trying to figure out, okay, well, what does that mean for the safety rotation? Does that mean we're just going to see Cam Curl and Bobby McCain playing those two safety spots? And it actually is like the most simplistic version of this, you know, or do we see Cam come down into the Buffalo nickel? Do we see one of these young guys step up? I think that seemed to be what they wanted because Forrest was getting a lot of those early reps and didn't play well. And now they're getting taken away. So we, you know, spin it forward to what do we look for this week? What are you looking for out of, you know, all the machinations of, of defensive backs they can throw out there this week and, and what they would mean if certain guys are getting reps here, there, everywhere. Yeah, so I think that's probably, in terms of the defense, the biggest storyline for me. I think on offense, it's like Jahan, Carson Wentz, and all these different pieces and how they're gelling together and how good they've looked. And on defense, it's kind of the reverse because I think everybody in the front has played well. You know, like we're going to talk about Fedarian a little bit later, maybe like he's progressing in this nice way. The linebackers are playing better as a result. <laughs> Excuse me. And the thing that's been the big question mark is the safety group and how they kind of fit together, right? So I look at, um, I look at, you know, Cam Curl, and he looks like he's poised for a breakout year. Just as like, where is that going to be? Is that going to be at the Buffalo Nickel or at the post safety? He's just, he's playing very intuitively. Seems to be in the right spot. I think I mentioned this on the last pod. Like, at some point, you just got to make plays, right? And he is making plays in the run game. He's making tight windows in the in the pass game. He's just doing a great job. Bobby McCain is an excellent job. I think he's had some probably more up and down, but very consistently kind of trending up. If I was going to kind of give him a grade, it's probably, you know, moving in the right direction. And you mentioned Forrest, and he was the guy that started out at the position. And I kind of like that idea because I like Cam Curl near the box. I think he's a good blitzer. I think he's a good tackler. I think he can match up all with tight ends because he's got nice long arms for the safety position. But again, like Forrest just seemed to be having a tough time. You know, they play this quarters shell which is really, really tough because in a quarters defense, those two safeties are run fit players, right? So if if they get run away, they are the C gap or B gap defender that's fitting the run. So you have to go from defending like, you know, deep 12 yards off the right. ball. We're, we're, we're worried about a seam ball, you know, to a, yeah. a slot guy or a tight end, you know, 
40 yards down the field to I got to be at the line of scrimmage. Correct. And so he is a guy who gets a little bit antsy and wants to fit the run. You know, he wants to fit the run. Like he reminded me a little bit of like Laron Landry in terms of like, I want to be in the box. So to me, that's weird because he seems like that skill set would fit Buffalo nickel a little bit better. So why not? Why is he not working there? I think is my question because like, let him do that. Let him be that kind of because like he does some stuff like in the red zone, for example, where he's taken on guards and he's taken on tight ends and he looks very comfortable and he's a big kind of, I don't want to say stout guy, but he's like a broader shouldered guy than Cam or Bobby or even Butler, you know? So you're kind of like, well, maybe that would be the, the, the kind of the move is to get him in there. But I don't think they want a young guy playing that spot as of right now because of all the intellectual demand that they have to go through there. So I, I expect him to come out of there. So as a result, Cam Curl is your best player. He goes back there, and then it becomes who's the Buffalo nickel. And they did some stuff with Benjamin St. Juice last week where he's either playing true nickel or Buffalo nickel, depending on how you want to categorize it. But he had to fit a couple runs, and he looked really good. And, his, and he matched up excellent against Jahan Dotson in the slot. And Jahan has been dicing, like, literally all comers. And Benjamin St. Juice has done a great job of, excuse me, using his arm length, kind of negating some of that short area quickness of Jahan. Jahan's winning, but he's winning late. And so you say, man, that guy is covering well. He's big. He's a decent tackler for a corner. So maybe that's the solution because the whole back of the defense, all of a sudden with that one move, looks much better. So, again, I think ideally they'd want to get Butler or Forrest to kind of come along and play that post safety. But Butler looks like he's swimming a little bit at the moment. You know, he's got a lot on his plate. So, again, like going into this week, that's the stuff you want to see is does Benjamin St. Juice continue to play well? Does Butler maybe take a step forward? And then maybe he plays the post safety because that's where he's been practicing more. And then Cam's in the box. So, again, that kind of relationship, that amalgamation of, of safeties and responsibilities is really interesting to me because it was it was amazing to see Cam Crow, Bobby McCain, Benjamin St. Juice at the nickel, like the coverage contour just got so much more consistent, right? As opposed right. to the other way around. Yeah. So I think it's just it's so hard to play that nickel spot, Buffalo or regular, right? Like there is so much, I mean, there's so much physical demand just because you don't have the sideline as your as your you know friend as a defender, right? Yeah, if yeah. you're an outside corner, there's a certain number of routes that you can run against you. There's only so much space. When you're in the middle and you have you know, all of a sudden, you know, ball snapped, forget forget what you're calling it, Buffalo nickel, regular nickel, yeah. slot corner, this, that, you know, you're in space and it's a pass play and you got a, a small shifty guy coming at you that can dice you left, right, you know, right. come back. If he catches the ball with too much space, he's a run after the catch threat. If you jump, try to jump something short, he's going over the top and you know, who knows what's going to happen with your safety help, depending on the other routes in that combination. So there's just a lot of variables and that's just in a pass situation. Nevertheless, right. you're a, all of a sudden a box player uh, in the run where you're, you're either in or depending on the splits, you're either in or just outside the box. So there, there's so much demand there of what you need to be able to do physically. Obviously the mental side of defending that is really, really hard because the possibilities yeah. are just about endless. And so it, it is limiting on who you can put in there. Um, the question then becomes, can you, and, and this would be the question I'd be asking if I was Jack Del Rio is, can I teach one of these young guys? Like if I really want to get Cam Curl in the box and I really want to get him in that Buffalo spot and one of these guys is swimming in the post or other way around, I'm like, I, I really would rather one of these safeties play down in Buffalo nickel right. in certain situations versus Benjamin St. Juice. Can I teach them a sliver? And can we, with our intellect as coaches, know – and probably the the best situation to isolate would be third down. 
can we know that like, hey, if we're third and seven plus, the options that the offense is going to throw at us become very limited. The run stuff goes out the window. Maybe mm. now without that mental challenge of run versus pass, and do I need to worry about a run fit? Also, certain routes are far less threatening because it's it's third and long. Like, can you get someone <laughs> pick pick a guy coached up in one of those two spots to maximize everybody else and get that contour you're talking about? Make sure you're in the right shape. Make sure everyone's communicating, and that could yeah. be a way to to have one of these young guys make an impact. On by the way, the yeah. impact down third down uh, when we get into the fall versus just having them basically be special teams guys who are learning the entire year. Yeah, and I think if I was a betting man, I'd say over the next couple of weeks, maybe this week, you see Butler move into like a post safety role at some at some point. I think that's where he's more comfortable at the moment, and you know he does have tremendous speed. I haven't like you see it at times, but he seems like I said he's got a lot going on. But I think that would be to me. I think that's the perfect scenario. I think Butler playing safety. McCain, Cam in the box, because I think then everything feels a little bit better, especially if it's kind of like your first and second down Buffalo nickel. I think I think you've got your answer in terms of third down with Benjamin St. Juice. You know what I mean? I think that's the way you want to go there because he's yeah. done a really nice job. And then again, you keep your really your best players on the field with Cam and and Bobby. So I, I, I'm waiting for them to make that transition, and hopefully it happens sooner rather than later because it'll, sh- it'll it shows me that Butler is kind of ahead of schedule in terms of understanding where he's supposed to be in the defense. But as of right now, the best combination they've got is Bobby McCain, Cam Curl, Benjamin St. Just, and I think the the big storyline for the next couple of weeks of OTAs is which which player steps up. And you know we haven't even talked about Reese. You know Reese is a guy that I think a lot of fans like. He plays well. But I think he has some physical limitations that make you worried about him taking a larger role in the defense. I think he's a good football player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not being critical of him. But again, the reason we're talking so much about these young guys is because they have the physical upside to get it done. But you do have Reese kind of in the bag if if you get desperate, I think. Yeah, yeah. Not desperate. Right. Desperate's the wrong word. But but yeah, if, you know, he, he's, a, he's a good safety device, uh, safety flotation Correct, device, yeah. but you don't, you don't necessarily want to be using your safety flotation device. Right, right.